1: Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thanks for making us part of your Labor Day. I want to remind you about our friends at Homie, buying or selling a home. Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. We are live from Wasatch Front Kia, 770 West, Riverdale Road, uh, right up here in uh, Ogden. Well, in Riverdale. Come on by and see us. Our friend James. James, did you get a car? Did you see the deal? What'd you do? 2020 Sportage. Sportage. Congratulations. Well done. Love it. That's what what they're doing. They're getting you into a good car at a good price. And we made our good buddy James up here today. And he's going home with a brand new car. What else is going on over there? I feel like I'm talking and I'm missing some good trash talk or something. I don't know. I couldn't hear. I see. But yeah. the guy, new car, new sportage. Yeah. Awesome. Good for you. Not bad him. for a Rockets fan. Uh, so come on by and grab some jazz gear. You can also enter to win $1,000. We're going to be uh, giving away at 6 o'clock. All right, Gordon, let's get out of the Sprint Special guest line. He joins us weekly to talk a little BYU football. The former quarterback of the Cougs, Tanner Mangum, with us on the Big Show. Hi, Tanner. How are you this fine Labor Day?
2: Pretty good. Not too bad. How, how are you guys doing? How are we doing, Gordon? How are you going to answer that?
3: I was just in a good mood before I came in. You started arguing all the time. It's my fault you're not in a good (laughs) mood? Well, I feel better now. Okay. I I do. That's good.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tanner, how did you feel about uh, specifically the quarterback performance from BYU and Zach Wilson last
2: week? You know, I feel really good overall. I I think um, Zach played really well in in a lot of different ways. Yes, he, he made some mistakes, but overall, he made so many plays that kept BYU in in the game, especially in the first half, particularly in the first half he He has a very innate ability to escape uh, escape pressure. There were multiple plays where you know pressure is coming, but he was able to avoid it, to evade the blitz and to be able to keep plays alive with his feet, and then also keeping plays uh, going keeping his eyes downfield and making plays with his arm as well and uh so I, I definitely a lot of you know a lot of people have asked me you know what i what i thought about it and and if, if i would you know put the blame on on anyone or but but i would absolutely not put the blame on 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 anyone uh other than the team itself overall as a, as a whole but individually zach played great uh he um, is he's an athletic quarterback? He makes he makes plays, and, and, and I think he is going gonna, is gonna, to is going to have a great year. But I think overall, where what, what the improvement needs to come is as a unit, as an offensive unit, and as a team in general.
3: Uh, Tanner, did you get an opportunity to, to look at those plays in depth and see what was going on with the two pick sixes?
2: Yeah. So the the first one. Uh, you know, I, I I can understand as as a quarterback that that's that's so hard to deal with when you're you're under pressure. You avoid the pressure, and you're being chased, and you're keeping your eyes downfield, and you're trying to find the open man downfield. And and, and he had a guy, but then you know, if someone if someone hits you at your feet, totally throws you off your balance. Uh, it totally messes with your the the trajectory of your arm, and all of a sudden, what you think is is a you know a simple throw becomes totally derailed by the contact and then it you know this so happens that it goes right into the arms of you know, Francis Bernard uh and, and so that's that's just tough that, that's just one of those plays that uh you know no matter what you do it just it just is unfortunate you know it, you take a hit it, it throws your arm off and it goes goes the opposite way and that's frustrating and so that's that's not so much on on him as it is just on a good football play by by Utah's defense to put the pressure on him. The second one was a little bit forced and I understand where that can come from especially when you're you're starting to get down in the game, you're starting to to feel a little bit pressed, like you need to make plays, you need to start making a comeback, you need to start changing some things up and so oftentimes you get a little bit antsy, you get a little bit excited, you know, start forcing a little bit of, of throws and I think that that was a, a case of that. And, uh, you know, th- th- those are plays that you, that you have to learn from. You just have to understand that regardless of the situation, regardless of the score of the game, you have to play within yourself. You can't start forcing things. You have to stick to the, uh, to the fundamentals and stick to the skills that, you know, that, that you've worked on and, and not, not worry about trying to press or trying to force something to make something happen.
1: Tanner Mangum, former Cougar quarterback with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tanner, I want to ask you about something Gordon and I were talking about earlier in the show. And this is more of a conceptual question, I suppose, than anything specific to, to Zach Wilson. But learning from mistakes, how hard is that when you make a mistake on the field, you see it on film, the coaches you know, do what they do, and then you have to go back and learn from that mistake uh, in the next game. How difficult is that process for a quarterback?
2: I think a lot of people don't. Appreciate that aspect of it, and uh, it's something that y- you have to work on. It's, it's a skill. It's, it's something that uh, not everyone has, and I, I think it can it can fluctuate in the you know how how much of that skill you have can can fluctuate depending on the year, depending on the situation. So it's something that at times I was good at, but then other times I wasn't. Something that I that I definitely had to had to still work on. But I think that's something that Zach does have a really good understanding of, especially for. Being a young kid, he has a great appreciation for learning from his mistakes, seeing what he did wrong or seeing what he could have done better, and then going out and, and, and making those changes and making those adjustments. And it's, it requires a lot of mental fortitude because a lot of people, a lot of players, would make a mistake like that, and it, it might make them crumble, it might make them really anxious, make them really um, you know scared or fearful to go back out and make the same mistake again. But you can't play that way because if you play that way, then more mistakes will inevitably come. But when it comes to mistakes, the biggest thing is, uh, is just staying in the present. You can't get too, fo- too worried about the play that you just made or the fact that you're down. You just have to stay focused in the moment. That's something that uh, Craig Manning, sports psychologist, talks a lot about. I mean, any, any sports psychologist will talk a lot about that, is just, it's just mm. staying in the present that's where you play your best. And I think Zach does a good job of that. And so, I, But, you know, obviously never perfect, but I think especially moving forward, that'll be a good test for the team as a whole because everyone has to be that way. It can't just be one player doing that or a couple players. Every player has to be focused on their job, that play, and not worry about the, uh, the score in the, in the present moment.
3: Tanner, what did you think of uh, Utah's defense?
2: Well, like I said last week, they're always good. That's the thing. Every year, they're always good. They reload. They they're stout up front. I think that that was one of the biggest biggest the uh, the biggest factors of the game was how stout the defensive front was. I think that there were some there were some complaints about you know, not getting Tyson enough carries, not establishing a great a good enough run game, but. While that's you know partially on BYU, a lot of that deserves to be given to, to Utah, and, this, and the uh, the dominance that they always show on their defensive front is they make it hard for teams to develop a run game. They make it tough for players for running backs to get into rhythm because they're, they're like, they make it they make it hard. And so I think that's going to carry them. It's going to really be a staple for them this year is being tough up front and uh, you know really. Making it hard for teams to get going in, in a rhythm in the run game, and so and then also on top of that, their DBs are talented, and I think they really stymied some of BYU's receivers, made it hard for them to get open, which is tough as a quarterback when guys are doing there's not a lot of separation. You have to be able to you know make make plays with their feet or make make really tough throws and tough catches. It just makes it a lot harder, and I think Utah DBs did a good job of of uh, making it tough on BYU all night.
3: You know, one discussion we have a lot on the show that we've had through the years is which is more effective in disrupting a pass game. Tanner, is it is it good coverage or is it pressure on the quarterback? And obviously, both are important. To get that, but is which is tougher to handle from a quarterback's perspective?
2: That's a good question because I mean, obviously, if you have both, that's when it gets really hard. But I think I think it, 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 the, the, it starts with the pressure because if you don't have time, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know what, what's going on in, in the back end. If you don't have time, it's going to be tough. You, you need protection. You need be, you know, to be able to to have the the ability to to read the defense to to allow the routes to develop. And so, if that pressure is coming, it, it makes it tough but like I just said if you have both that's when it gets really hard and I think that's what Utah does a good job of they not only do they get pressure but they have good coverage and that's that's a hard combination it's a hard uh, defense to beat but that being said BYU hadn't had, had the opportunities they they made some plays um you know Matt and Bushman had some good catches Zach made some really good throws and in, into you know with with tight man coverage and so you know they, they it wasn't like they were completely stuffed. I mean, Zach had you know, decent numbers in the first half. They were they were staying in it, but it, but it, then second half turnovers, uh, you know, penalties, missed opportunities ended up leading to to, to the uh, to the loss. But uh, you know, I think uh, Utah showed why they are one of the you know top ranked defenses every year, and they they showed why they're projected to do so well this year. And I think it, it also will. Expose some of BYU's weaknesses, and they'll, they're going to have to make those adjustments and work on those things. And, and especially with the schedule coming up, they're going to have to really work on uh, those—you those, know, those being able to make plays against man coverage. Because I think teams will look at the film; they'll, they'll look, what, look at what Utah did and see, okay, how do you—you know—what's the best way to, to defend BYU? And, and so they're going to have to be able to, uh, to adjust and get ready for that.
1: Tanner Mangum with us, former BYU quarterback. Uh, Tanner, I want to ask you about uh, Tyler Huntley, and I know he didn't have to pass a tremendous amount in in that game the other night, but I'm going to steal an opinion from Gordon here who thinks that uh, that Tyler's going to have to have some games. He's going to have to make some big plays if Utah is going to fulfill their potential this year. Talk about not only his game, but that potential that he has.
2: Yeah, I I think... Uh, you know, Tyler did a, did a good job of just managing the game. You know, he kind of became a really high-quality game manager that game, which, which is oftentimes what Utah does. That's, that's how they win games. They they rely on their defense to get turnovers, to give their offense short fields, and then they have a they always have a pretty solid running game. And I think Zach Moss is, is one of the nation's best running backs. Um, and so it, it you know, didn't Tyler didn't have to do too much, but I think I would agree, especially you know being in the Pac-12. You're going to play some teams that are going to that are they're going to force your hand. They're going to say, "Okay, you have a good running game. You have Zach Moss, and we'll we'll stop that. We're going to force Huntley to beat us. We're going to force Tyler to make some plays." But I think he's got the ability to do it. Uh, I think he's um, he's got uh, a good understanding of of what what his strengths are. He's got an understanding of, of his game. Um, he can make plays with his feet. He can keep plays alive. But he's also a pretty decent thrower at the ball. You know, I think on Saturday he showed. I mean, he was very efficient. It wasn't flashy. You know, 13 is 16, yards, not not flashy by any means. But it was enough. And he had a couple passes, great passes that were dropped as well. And so I think uh, he showed that he's, he's capable with his accuracy. He's capable with, with, within that passing system. And uh, I think he's, yeah, I think he will have to make, have some games where he really takes on a bigger role because I think teams are going to try and sh- just load, load guys in the box, stop the run, and then force, force um, Tyler and, and his receivers to, to beat them downfield.
3: Tanner, when you walk up to the line of scrimmage, when any quarterback lines up to the line, walks up to the line of scrimmage, take us through the process of what's going through your or his mind. From the time the huddle breaks to the snap of the ball, and then after the snap of the ball, what happens?
2: Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on, and there's a reason why the quarterback position is often called one of the hardest positions in sports, if not the hardest, is because of all that goes on cerebrally and mentally, just as much physically. But So as soon as you break the huddle, you're looking at the defense. You're looking at the front, the front meaning you know, the defensive linemen, the linebackers, what, what, what are they doing? What's the coverage doing? You know, the safeties—is it cover one? Is it cover two? Is it, you know, is it man? Is it zone? Looking at the corner alignment—are they, are they bringing pressure? Um, you know, are they, are they going to? You know, are they dropping, dropping back? Just going to, you know, not bringing pressure. You just have to make all these checks, looking at the defense and what they're doing, and then a lot of that comes with with your film study throughout the week, where you can understand what what the team does, what their identity is, what their looks are. And so you it, it, um, you already have an idea of what they like to do, and and their tips, their giveaways, and things like that. So that's that's what. And then, but then you have to make the, make those decisions with the play that you have called, and how and look at the defense and how that dictates how you're going to run the play. Sometimes you have two plays that uh, that, you can, that one that you, one that you have called, and then another play that you can check to. Whether it's you know run to a pass or a run going from one side to the other side, and so based on the front or based on the look, you then have to make the audible, make make the check, you know, check it from left to right or right to left, or you know, run to pass or whatever it is you have called, and um and and so that's that's all going on pre snap, you know, this is all going on in your head. It's it's a lot going on, but that's just that's that's what's so fun about the position is that you have so much. Uh, so, much to, so much to do and so much responsibility, and I, and I think a lot of quarterbacks enjoy that aspect of it. And then the ball snaps, and then you got to read the defense and what they're doing, and and uh, you know, the, the type of covers that they're going into, the the pressure that they're bringing. And then by the end, you know, whenever I work with quarterbacks, I talk about this a lot: the throw, the final part of the play that gets all the attention, that gets all the, uh, the criticism or the glory, is the last thing that comes as a, as a byproduct of everything else that leads up to that point. You know, you, you have to go through the whole mental checklist before the play. You have to go through the, the checklist during the play, you know, the, the progression. And then the throw is this, the final piece of it that everyone looks at, but there's a lot going on beforehand that people don't appreciate before that.
1: Tanner, the Cougars this week—they're heading into Neyland Stadium there in Tennessee. Seats 102,455 fans. You played in some real big-time environments in your career at BYU. Most recently, of course, a big win last year at uh, Camp Randall up there in Wisconsin. What's it like to be the road team in an environment like that?
2: Man, it's to me—it's fun. It's it's enjoyable. It's just, there's something about going into an opposing stadium. Uh, you know, everyone's rooting against you except to except the byu faithful they do travel well you do, always do have a good little byu section wherever you go but for the most part you know you're, you're vastly outnumbered and um i don't know it's, a, it's something uh exciting about it you get it's, it's the, the competitor in you enjoys the opportunity to to quiet the crowd it's, it's always fun when you can you know you can score you know get get some momentum going try some big plays and then you hear the stadium go quiet and it's something about that is really invigorating and motivating. Um, and I, I've, I've had some opportunity to play in some, some big games on the road and, and win some big games on the road. And it's, I think it, as a team, it forces you to really come together and because you, you're not going to feed off of anything else but yourself. You're not going to feed off of the, the crowd's energy. You're going you know, to feed off of the energy that you create as a team. You're going to stick together. You're going to pump each other up, build each other up. And uh, it's just you against the world. That's the kind of mentality that you have to have. And I think particularly this week, Tennessee's going to be feeling very uh, ready to get going. They, you know, they're going to be looking to avenge their loss last week to a team that you know, last year went 2-10 and and finished towards the bottom of the Sun Belt Conference. And it's, I think, a team that obviously no one expected them to lose to. So They're going to be feeling frustrated and, I think, looking to come out and make up for that. And so you know, BYU's going to have their hands full. But I think if they, have, if they come in with that mentality with, you know, who cares about last week, who cares, you know, for both sides, who cares about our loss, who cares about Tennessee's loss. It's all about the now. It's all about this game, this play, you I know, mean, what's my job on this play. And I think if they just take, you know, take care of their job each play, they're going to have a, a chance. They're going to have a shot to go in and, and beat an SEC opponent on their turf. And I think that's an, an exciting opportunity that the guys are pumped for.
1: Terrific insight, Tanner. Thank you so very much for joining us. We really appreciate it, man.
2: Hey, no problem.
1: Tanner Mangum, former BYU quarterback, and he's going to be a fun guest. When he came on before I was out of town, Gordon, it was my first time to talk to him in a while, he's going to be terrific for this football season. They're great insight, specifically on the quarterback position. We really enjoyed that. That was really yeah, I think good.
3: That, I think that process from the time you break the huddle up to the line of scrimmage, I mean, you're going through so many different things. I remember reading what Aaron Rodgers said about this. And then once the ball is snapped, you're still your mind is constantly going beyond like he was talking about. The throw, the physical part of it, might, might be the easiest part of the whole right. thing. So A lot of moving parts. That's why when we talked with Mike Leach, he said that in his quarterbacks, what he looks for is the guys who can make good decisions quickly.
1: Well, and I think he goes to great lengths to simplify what he has his quarterbacks do. His system is designed to make those. Right, right, right. And yet there's so
3: much going on. I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, it's, It's challenging. I also thought it was interesting what he said about what it's like going in. You asked him about heading into... That stadium with 100,000 fans in it, what's that like? It's got to be really something, right? Well, you've got to be – it's got to charge your battery because if it scares you, you (laughs) you might be in trouble. You're in trouble. And I don't think – BYU has played in front of those kinds of crowds before. And if they find weakness in the opponent they're playing, and obviously Tennessee has weaknesses because Georgia State exploited those things and took care of their business. And I look, I don't know that much about Georgia State football other than the fact it's not exactly a powerhouse. I have to assume... We talk so often about BYU going into situations against these marquee programs where they're up against it talent-wise. Well, Georgia State, I can pretty well guarantee you that BYU has better talent than Georgia State. You would think so. Georgia State is not good, generally. I mean, they might have hardy student-athletes and all terrific and whatnot. They're just not that good. So BYU obviously has an opportunity to step into that hundred thousand seat stadium and do its damage, man. This is this is a perfect opportunity for him playing a marquee name
1: uh, with a team that's not that good. All right, we're live today. Wasatch Front Kia, seven seventy West Riverdale Road. Come by and see us. It's the Labor Day weekend massive mega tent sales event, and it goes on through today. This is your last opportunity to take advantage of it. They're trying to uh, get rid of over one thousand new and used cars, so they are very very motivated. They have two locations right here in Riverdale or at the Layton Hills Mall. Every vehicle at rock bottom price, and they have Bank and Credit Union on site for immediate approval. They're going to give you a great deal on your trade-in they have corporate used car managers here to make sure you're well taken care of and gordon we're going to be giving away one thousand dollars about a half an hour from right now you have to be present to win so you know people are coming back and keep it coming in. by yeah, but you still in. have some time to get here and possibly win one thousand dollars so make that happen uh you know it's
3: one thing to like win. A couple bucks here, a couple bucks but there. What a grand? A thousand dollars. Think about what you can do with that. Get on in here. All you got to do is drop your name in that bucket right there, and if it's drawn, you win. You can heat your house with it like
1: Gordon does. Uh, <laughs> that's what it feels like sometimes when you have five daughters. Lisa, throw another stack of 20s onto the fire, <laughs> huh? It's getting a little cool in here.
3: <laughs> my daughter borrowed my car the other day. And I went out today, and I, as I was driving up here, when I was parked the car, I looked down on the floor, and there's a $20 bill on there. Ah, floor. good day for Gordon. So, I, well, here's my question. Do no, you it's think, yours, buddy. Do you think she... <laughs> it
0: was probably she yours in leave, the first place.
3: Did she leave it there because I let her use my car, or did it just slip out of her pocket, and now i got to decide whether I need to bring it up with her and say, hey, did you lose this, or do I just pocket it and... And say nothing. Let
1: me ask you this. Did she top off your tank? Uh, No. So then she probably left it there for gas. You think so? Yeah. Well, that would have been a nice gesture. Makes some sense, right? Yeah. I think it's more likely it fell out of the pocket. But uh, I'm giving you a built-in justification here, (laughs) Gordon. You can say, hey, thanks for the 20. I I uh, topped off my tank, and I really appreciate it. So I I shouldn't have brought it up on the air, should I? <laughs> I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. I bet it's a 20 for the 10. And so, why insult her by asking her? Exactly.
3: Yeah. Because, I mean, I just have to assume that it's out of the goodness of her heart. You nice know? gesture on her part. Yeah. Yes. yeah, exactly. So, it's a compliment that I don't ask her. Because
1: you just assume it's gratitude. Yeah. Oh. I like the way you're thinking. Well, I think you're a good parent. And you <laughs> raised them in the right way. Okay. Pat myself on the back. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, you got an extra 20 in your pocket. It worked out well for you. That's not quite a thousand. Mm-hmm. Not quite a thousand, mm-hmm. which you could have if you come by here and enter to win. All right, we'll play the highlights from Witt's press conference earlier today. Coming up next on The Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at Wasatch Front, Kia, 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 9, uh, 770 West, Riverdale Road, here in Riverdale. You have about 20 minutes to get entered to win that $1,000. bucks. we have got the hopper right over there, Gordon. People are hanging around. You have to be present to win, but we will be giving away $1,000 in 20 minutes. Happy to do it. Yeah, we're making somebody's Labor Day today. Yep. And, of course, uh, the, the folks here at uh, Watson Front are making folks Labor Day with great deals and great new cars. Our friend uh, James. He uh, got himself so a... A sportage, right? Yeah. So he walked out of here a happy man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Saw his lovely wife as well. She looked quite pleased. So that's uh, nothing but good news. So come take advantage of it and uh, come enter to win that $1,000. All right, Gordon, let's go through the highlights from Kyle Whittingham's press conference today. Uh, Here's uh, Witt talking about what he liked and didn't like about his offense against the Cougs.
0: Taking care of the football is job one offensively, so that's a great accomplishment to be able to do that and uh, not give up a sack as well. Now, we didn't throw a whole lot. A lot of the throws were off action passes, and typically you buy yourself a little more time on action pass. But uh, went into the game, we talked about playing clean, not only from the penalty standpoint, but from taking care of the football and keeping the pocket clean. And so I think that's exactly what we were after in that regard. You know, we would have liked to have been a little more prolific throwing the football, but that'll come. And so we're not overly concerned about that. But those things you pointed out were very important to us and, and something that we were uh, stressing going into the game.
3: You know, I really enjoy hearing a coach give his team credit after uh, a nice win, and because some coaches are really hesitant to do that. Kyle Whittingham is usually a straight shooter when it comes to this. When the Utes play well, he's not afraid to to say, alright, we did this well, we did this well, we did this well, and if they do something poorly, <laughs> he's not afraid to say that either,
1: and not much to complain about for the youth. No, that was such a such a Whittingham answer, the whole playing clean thing and not turning it over. And, well, that's, and you heard it. It's like
3: his number one priority, his priority offensively,
1: mm-hmm. which you wouldn't hear that from Don
3: Coriel back in the day.
1: And I think it's fine that he's he's got those priorities. I think that they have been there for a long, long time, and sometimes he's tried to get away from them and be more explosive or whatever cliche you want to use, but... I don't think there's any change in Coach Witt, and what well, he, he expects wants it at this to be moment.
3: more explosive. You heard him say that, but he said it'll come in
1: time. Right, but but you're not holding your breath. No, I'm just saying it's there are things that are more important to him. Playing clean and not turning the ball over is more important to him. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that critically. I hope I'm not coming off. No, no, I'm not as, saying as that you critical.
3: are. I, I, Although it can have a bit of a chilling effect on a quarterback. And we didn't ask Tanner about this with Tyler Huntley, but there were a couple of opportunities he had to throw the ball where he didn't. And I, I I think that's a reflection of what we just heard. And so, yeah, now, is it right or wrong? Potato, potato? You know, I, I, I don't know. It works for Kyle Whittingham because he's a defensive minded guy. But there are, you know, Mike Leach, that's not the first thing he's going to tell his quarterback. No,
1: no he's going to probably tell him some story about aliens or something. <laughs> About pirates. Pirates or Area 51. He talked about Area 51 apparently today at his, at his press conference. And then he talked about wanting to go to Burning Man. Well, okay, wait a
3: second. So isn't that uh, thing uh, coming up on like September 20th or something? Isn't that when everyone's going to to The storm Area
1: 51? I don't know. Yeah. When it's coming up. You've been following that story. Well, it's the third week of September, so we're getting close. So you have your bags packed? Are you
3: ready? Are you going? <laughs> you going to do it? I'll be about 10 rows back. I'm not going to be on the front line because that might not be the best
1: place to be.
0: All
1: right, here's Coach talking about NIU, giving them a breakdown.
0: First of all, he's strong as a bull. Well, yeah, that we got to be ready to play every week. First and foremost, we weren't, uh, and I want to give them credit because I'm not going to say we just slopped around, but they, they had a good plan against us and they had good players. Sutton Smith is the one that really jumps out. Uh, he was a tremendous player. It, it was just a testament that you got to be on your game or uh, you're going to struggle. And so we got to be on our game. Well, it's tough to say off of one game, but they got a good running back, rest for right around 100 yards. They got some speed at wide out. Had a kid go over 100 yards at wide receiver. Very sound on defense, a lot of even front, quarters covered. Zone pressures, so nothing that we haven't seen there, but just good, uh, solid sound fundamentally and technique wise on defense. Punter's got a strong leg, averaged about 45 yards a kick on, uh, gosh, they punted eight or nine times. There's a lot of punting in that game. I think there were 17 punts overall between the two teams. The main thing that's got our attention is that last year we escaped by the skin of our teeth with a win. I think it was a Chase Hanson pick six. Yeah, so anyway, we were fortunate to win that game.
3: Yeah, see, that's what's banging around in the memory of Kyle Whittingham, what happened a year ago. And that was surprising to all of us, wasn't it? We expected the Utes to look a little better. He mentioned Sutton Smith. That guy was a stud. An
1: absolute monster. He was really, really good. But he's gone now, right? He is gone. and, And here's the thing. Utah had no offensive identity at that point in the last season. They they didn't, really didn't know what they were doing. They were having Tyler Huntley uh, play outside of what was comfortable for him. They weren't giving the Troy, ball to that was Zach a Troy Moss. Taylor thing. And yeah, I I did the pre uh, pre and post game show for that last year for that particular game, and it was just like I don't know what I'm watching, but it's it's not a good offense. And I think it's because they were trying to do things that didn't fit the the personnel that they had. And I think they were a little lost. I bet if Utah would have played them later in the year, I bet it would have been a much different outcome. I, I bet they would have smoked that team by a lot more than they did because they figured out who they were offensively. They couldn't – they didn't move the ball. They didn't score. And and Sutton Smith and the defense for NIU was fine, but I – I don't think Utah knew who they were at that point last year. In order to run an offense
3: like that, timing is a huge factor, and you have to play it over and over and over again to get everything. If you're off just a bit, then things start to break down, you know? Now they know who they are. Andy Ludwig has an idea. He's expressed that to his players. They get it. Some games, Tyler Huntley's going to throw more than he does in other games. Some games, he's going to hand the ball to Zach Moss and just play power football. But it's all going to stay within arm's reach, you know? And so, yeah, they, I, I think they have a pretty good idea about what they want to do against northern illinois and one thing they don't want to do is just sort of take them for granted
1: all right uh moving on as we're going through the highlights from coach whittingham's press conference here's a breakdown on zach moss and what makes him so good
0: First of all, he's strong as a bull. I mean the kid is is built incredibly powerfully. You know, he's he's five ten and two hundred and twenty pounds and very good weight room strength. I mean he's he's put together as well as any back we've ever had come through here. He's got great balance. You know, he's hard to knock off his feet. He's a guy that has a low center of gravity and stays on his feet. He's got great vision. He's able to just sense tacklers and potential tacklers and come at angles that that doesn't give them much of a shot to get a good lick on him. Yeah, he's been doing good things for us since his freshman year. Uh, he's been very steady very consistent it should be just a matter of time barring anything unforeseen where he takes over the number one spot and that's a really good accomplishment when you look at all the backs that we've had come through here and and the production they've had so one of the reasons that he came back was just that you know we had a chance to do some things that no backs have done here before and so off to a good start it's a long season a lot of football left but so far so good
1: Gordon, right now, Zach Moss has 2,838 career yards. Uh, number two and number one on the list, Tony Lindsey with 2,995 yards, so he could move into second this week. And number one, Eddie Johnson with 3,219 yards. So if he stays healthy, he could uh, he could go down as the. I don't uh, the goat in Utah running back history, or at least the top yard gainer.
3: Yeah, I wrote a column about this to be posted tomorrow that uh, Zach Moss should be appreciated now, not just looking back at his career, because he is a great, great back. He's special. He is, and so the the Utes, uh, you know, Ute fans, they can they can actually enjoy his greatness while it's still unfolding in front of them. As opposed to, at the end of it, going, you know, he was really good.
1: Yep. <laughs> all right, finally, Coach Witt talked about the early kickoff this game this weekend, kicking off at 11 a.m.
0: Well, number one, not having to sit around all day. That's the, that's the biggest advantage is you get to wake up and shoot a little bit pregame meal at about 7.45, and so you wake up and you get going, and you don't have to sit around for hours on end waiting for kickoff. That's the biggest positive.
3: So what's the breakfast uh, meal for the Utes, you suppose? A lot of sausage, a lot of uh, ham and eggs? What are they, what are they I don't know.
1: Nutrition there? seems to uh, change its opinion on breakfast often. <laughs> you don't do you want to something, it heavy? something too heavy? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do you really want to go with steak and eggs? But then like, people say that more protein, the better. I don't know.
3: Yeah, but aren't you supposed to, like, have stuff that burns quick? And Come gives get your energy? chicken
2: parm!
1: So nothing but uh
2: lana, what
1: sugar <laughs> burns I quickly. I don't. I don't, I don't know Maybe waffles. I'm sure they. And ra- in the
3: morning, we're eating waffles. They'd rather lots of, sh- lots of syrup on there.
1: <laughs> At home, I think you'd rather play early. Don't you think? I think 11 a.m. I think Witt's liking that. 11 a.m. is all right. I you get to 10 and 9 a.m.
3: and then you're just only sure a morning person. It's just not enough time to get ready. But 11
1: 11 a.m. I can live with that. All right, coming up right around the corner, we're going to give away 1000 bucks. You have just a few minutes to get by here and enter to win at Wasatch Front Kia, 770 West, Riverdale Road. Get here, get your name in the hopper quick. We're going to be drawing that coming up right around the corner. And, of course, it's their Labor Day massive mega tenth sales event, and it ends today. So two birds with one stone. Get by here and get a new car, and, hey, we might even cover a part of that down payment, huh? $1,000. bucks. we are going to give that away next. Uh, it's not small potatoes. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Three, two,
0: one. This is
2: Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
0: Riley Jensen, the quarterback.
2: You know, I've been listening to you guys a lot this fall. It's been really fun to listen to you guys, so thanks for all that you guys do.
0: Thanks for what you do, man. Appreciate the time.
2: Sounds good, guys. Thanks, Tony.
0: You bet. And Austin doesn't thank you. How about welcome, that?
2: welcome, Riley. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're welcome. Tony, you're doing a great job. I don't know who that bozo is with you, but uh, way to carry him. Hey, they cut
3: me off. I cleared my throat and I said, thanks, Austin. Uh They cut me off. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Hey, I'm not going to let it get in my head. I'm going to (laughs) take Riley's advice. I'm just saying. I was thanking you. They cut me
1: off.
2: I love you, man. Thanks. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Johnson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12 of The Zone, live at Wasatch Front Kia, 770 West Riverdale Road, right here in Riverdale. Uh, we're just moments away from drawing a lucky winner who's going to take home $1,000, That. The showroom here is uh, a buzz. It is a buzz. People are, are coming up and bribing us to pick their name, but I don't <laughs> think that that's, that's really going no, uh, to be possible for us to rig it, or well, certainly we would.
3: By the way, a shout-out to all those down there in the path of Dorian, the hurricane. It'd be safe.
1: Absolutely. You know?
3: it's, uh, I mean, we were talking about that earlier. I was watching one of those videos of – The guys who are the pilots, you know, who are part of the national, what's it called? Weather service? Whatever it is. And they fly that plane through the hurricane? I mean, where do you sign up for that job? I don't know. And who thinks that's a good career move? Doesn't sound fun to me. Okay, I'm going to take this little tube of an airplane and fly it through that storm right there with lightning
1: and all kinds of wind, 165 miles an hour? Gordon, uh, we haven't had a lot of chance to talk Utah State today, so we'll have to, to get into that maybe a little bit later on in the week. But uh, give me your thoughts. Are you discouraged by uh, by Utah State I'll losing just, to a Wake Forest team? I'll say
3: it this way. I think that's a game Utah State could have won. And they had won. they had the lead with two minutes to go, and then they let that team march all the way down the field. Well, there was a big pass play involved in it. But how disappointing. And then they put up the good – goal line stand but then they give up the touchdown pass at the end to lose uh yeah i mean uh jordan love he threw for what 400 and what was it 40 yards or something for a bunch of yards but uh made a few mistakes uh three I'll, interceptions
1: I'll, uncharacteristic
3: yeah i'll agree with that how many have last year altogether? together six, six total so yeah, that was a little bit of an aberration. Four hundred sixteen yards is what he. Four hundred sixteen. Three touchdowns
1: so. and three picks.
3: But that, that is a pro- it's still a prolific offense, and I think they're going to have a lot of offensive successes here. Well, here's a for, take this to the bank. They're going to absolutely annihilate Stony Brook. I think that may happen.
1: I, I was surprised the defense wasn't a little more stout. Uh, David Woodward aside, who was just amazing. 24 but, tackles. And, and Wake's got some talent. Those receivers on the outside were really good. They had a couple of drops that were not timed. But that well, Washington kid uh, would just look like a man among boys. I mean, he's, he's a good player. But I think I think Utah State probably should have come away with a win. Can I, I make one more real quick observation yep. that has nothing to do with the Utah State game? Did you watch the ACC Network at all? I did not. Uh, I, I watch the halftime show and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, their studio like their studio anchor. is this squirrely looking hipster kid <laughs> with the last did you want to reach through the TV <laughs> and slap him? No, no 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 He's got the, the last name Collinsworth and it took about 0. .5 seconds to figure <laughs> out who his old man was. He sounds just like Chris Collinsworth. Really? Oh, it's amazing. You can I mean, I haven't even confirmed that he's Chris Collinsworth's son, but you hear him talking, it's like, "Yep, really, that's
3: who it is." Yeah, but can he run routes like uh, his old man? I have n- he is, no, or his I think uncle he's,
1: or whoever. he's way too pretty to run routes like his old man. <laughs> okay. Wow, sounded okay, just so
3: like him. So that's you sounded just, of just you like just him. Insulted him and Mr. Collinsworth. How? He said he's too pretty to run routes like that, which suggests How that, that, that insulting the old man. because Collinsworth
1: wasn't pretty because he could run routes. Just saying that his, his son is a, is definitely a pretty boy. I mean, is it his son for sure? It's got to be. I'm telling. I should have Googled it before I brought it up, <laughs> but I'll, I'll Google it. But there, I would I would bet uh, a, a substantial amount of money oh. to me, which is like twenty five bucks, that that is Chris Collinsworth's son. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to give away a substantial amounts. Should we my, do it? All right, yeah. let's do it. Uh, it is that time. Zach, do you want to go get the box there and uh, let's have Gordon? Oh, we're going to do it down here. All right, here we go. The box is being shaken. Ooh, quite not stirred. Uh, quite passionately shaken too, might I add. That's a that's a fair drawing right there. Is is what that is. All right, everybody's going down to that end. We're going to make the drawing uh, coming up here momentarily. Giving away a thousand bucks. Everybody said, nope, now we're switching ends. Coming down. Uh, no, no, we can't. We're not going no, no. to enter to win. We'd, we'd face a, a riotous mob if all of a sudden Gordon pulled out like, oh, Gordon Monson is the winner. Wow. You know? Hey. <laughs> that would be controversial. Yeah. We, we might not make it out of here alive if that, were to be, uh, if that were to be the case. All right. The box. The box is opening. Uh, and uh, Zach, why don't, uh, Zach's going to pull out a winner, hand it to Gordon, and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll read a name and give a shout-out, a big show shout-out. Uh, anyway, uh, We're getting the rules, Gordon, because this has got to be fair. it got to be fair. you got to be present to win $1,000. It's a lot of money. Well, there's got to be rules, huh? I think it's just to have something that doesn't have rules. I feel bad uh, if you, indeed, are reading the name, which I think you should, if you get one where you can't read the handwriting. <laughs> that usually happens. And the winner is, is her, <laughs> Stevens. <laughs> Stevens.
3: Got that part right. <laughs> yeah. You know what would be really bad is if you had to, you had to decipher... The, uh, the the writing, and then you you know said the wrong name, but somebody else who's standing here
1: would have that particular yeah. name. Oh yeah, that would be bad would be like a, that'd be like a moment. Uh, who was it Austin at the Oscars wasn't that Steve Harvey? Oh yeah. Who announced the wrong the wrong movie? And then it had to be like wait. No, never no mind. it was uh, Warren Beatty. Oh, it was Warren Steve Beatty. Harvey screwed
2: up the Miss America or <laughs> the whatever. The Miss
1: America, that's right. <laughs> I don't know which one was worse, honestly. <laughs> they were both <laughs> painful. We've made a mistake. Yeah. We've made a huge you are mistake. really not Miss America. You are. <laughs> so, there's that. Uh, all right. We will have more big show coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. We are waiting for the uh, the big winner here at uh, Wasatch Front Kia, Kia, Kia. 770 West, Riverdale Road. It's their massive mega tent event for Labor Day where they're just moving cars. They're trying to sell over a 1,000 cars this weekend. Your last day to take advantage of it is today. So for you're out and about. And uh, you're looking for a newer used car, this is the place to be. Wasatch Marquia, they also have a location uh, up at uh, Layton Hills Mall. They've got the tent up. And when the tent goes up, the prices go down. Hand that over, uh, let's see here. Hand that over to uh, Gordon there. Gordon, give it, uh, here's the announcement. And the All winner right. is
3: The winner of the $1,000 is
1: Janet Wilson. Janet? Hey, there's Janet. All right. Congratulations to Janet. Thanks for coming in. That's terrific. How about that? Janet. Austin needs a loan, Janet. That's uh, that's what we're getting. All right. We'll have more from Wasatch Front Kia coming up next. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, on this Labor Day, we want to say a big thanks to our friends up here at Wasatch Front 770 West, Riverdale Road in Riverdale. They've had a big weekend with this Labor Day sale, and uh, we just appreciate them hosting us, Gordon.
3: Yes, it was, uh, it was a fine privilege for us to be able to swing the pick here and uh, do our heavy labor on Labor Day.
1: Uh, so I feel good. I don't know what we do is heavy labor, but I mean, I suppose we were on the clock on Labor Day. That That is a fact. Well, we could have been floating in a pool somewhere, you know, eating a burger off the grill. The Why, why are you? We could be. Why are you shushing me, though? I don't think anybody who listens to this show thinks to themselves, my gosh, gosh, those guys, that physical labor that goes into that big show. Boy, I don't know how they do it every day. No, I, mean, I don't think that's breaking any secrets that we're, we're not we're, actually swinging and, a pickaxe. And here's the funny
3: thing about it is when we come on these remotes, you know, there's we, there's a big, uh, almost a portable studio that's set up with all the equipment and all the table and chairs and everything, and we don't carry a lick of it, do we? No. No. Is Bless that, you, Zach, is our on-site much- engineer. <laughs> at the end of the show he said hey everybody see you later and Zach has to haul all this stuff you up know Tony to and
1: I always help carry the stuff back to <laughs> oh, the oh that's end. nice of you Austin
3: <laughs> is that true Zach yeah. do those guys help you move the stuff Tony and Austin and,
1: uh, Tony Parcher. oh hey! yeah, they do look at that wow and so does Yacht, too. Oh, on the Saturday show so does uh, Hatch alright so well. who are the guys who don't help everybody else everybody <laughs> else <laughs> we just say, see you, Zach. Have a great holiday. I'll tell you, there's... There Boy, some... that van's sure parked far away. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, there are some that are more challenging than others. I did feel for Zach when we were um, at the uh, uh, the tour of Utah race when we were up at the Capitol. Cause oh. They made Zach park the van, I mean, I think pretty much closer to Wasatch <laughs> Front Kia than actually where we were broadcasting that day. And, and it was about, up the hill. And think about what you and I did. We snuck out as fast as possible
3: so he could get out of there before we got and meanwhile Zach was boxed in until
1: 9.30. Yeah, how long did Zach, we shouldn't do this on the air because Zach doesn't have a headset on there, but what time did you get out of that, that day? Um,
0: I got out, out of there at uh,
1: 15 nine. 9.15 9.15, <laughs> meanwhile Gordon and I at 6.02 <laughs>
3: <laughs> Squirling our way out of there. And did you notice how I stopped to talk to a police officer to talk him you into know, letting us through?
1: You did. Yeah. That's why I followed you. I knew you'd <laughs> pave the way. But shout out to Zach. This is a little belated, but that's that's dedication right there. It that's sure why is. he's good at what he does. Wow, Zach's 100%. The best
3: man, and so you know. And we don't want to insult him by offering him his help, or help. He doesn't want it. we will probably break the equipment, you know. And he knows exactly what to do and how to pack it away.
1: You know, you're the you're the the king of that of volunteering not to help because you'd just be in the way or screw it up. <laughs> my wife, there was something my wife taught me that there was something yeah, you were talking about at home where you said, Oh I not uh, just uh, get in the way so I just, you know, <laughs> sit in the lazy boy and <laughs> Now, well, we, we enjoyed working today, didn't we? Oh, I thought we had a fun show today. No. Uh, Christian Cox was terrific. Uh, big thanks to Tanner Mangum for coming on. Uh, I, thought, uh, I thought we had a lot of fun today. We did. And we gave away 1000 bucks. We did give away $1,000. Why well, don't we remind you to uh, look up the Big Show podcast on your favorite podcast catcher, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever the case may be. Hit subscribe, and you'll get all of our great content, uh, all the show hours, our interviews. Uh, you'll get it all in one convenient spot. So please make sure to do that. Thanks to Austin for doing his normal great job as executive producer of this big show. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, uh, Jake. And uh, thanks to all our listeners for listening. And uh, and Zach, thank you for hauling all the equipment. Our on-site engineer, Zach, does a terrific job. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.